This is Hope and Health with Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood. Insights and interviews with a dose of straight talk to help you enjoy optimal health in all areas of life. All right, so welcome to another edition. I'm pumped up today because I have a longtime friend, longtime colleague uh, that I have great respect for, great admiration for, and we've been through, uh, well, let me say, hell and high water together, so it's good stuff. So, Ron Kardashian, welcome to Healthcare's Missing Link. Thanks, Dr. Mark. Appreciate so, being here. People don't know who you are, man, but I know you and who you are, so... <laughs> For our friends and listeners out here, tell us a little bit about what you what you do and 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 what you're about and your passion, et cetera. Yeah, well, I think you got to know the um, the history to know the future, right? We always have to do a medical history. My career began, you know, at 22 years old as a personal trainer. I got certified with the National Strength and Conditioning Association as a professional coach and. Right at that time, I was going through a critical transition in my life, having been a former drug user, uh, ex-con, I mean, you name it. I, I was a bad boy all before age 21. And But the turning point with health was health and fitness because I had always been into health. I had always been into fitness. And it was because of being a very sickly child. You know, I had at one point, I forget now, 12 or 16 different ailments that had hit me, including chicken pox coupled by scarlet fever. I don't think we even talked about that. No. Where, where I was running 104, 105, and my mother basically brought in the Catholic priest and gave me last rites as a very little boy. And Mark, it was it was a very critical time in my family's life. We don't often talk about how healthcare and preventing healthcare also prevents the family from going through unnecessary pain, Right. Yep. Um, I wrote an article years ago for Prevention Magazine called It's Less Expensive to Prevent, right? What's the cost of a heart attack? What's the cost of a stroke mentally, emotionally, physically, financially? And um, at that point, my father, they, they at one point thought that I had had leprosy because the chicken pox was so bad on me that my they couldn't even lift me up under my armpits because it would burn me. I mean, I literally could relate to the story of Job where he boils covered his body. I had to walk on my heels to the bathroom. Um, and so they used to pick me up with a cold sheet. And it almost makes me fill my eyes with tears because now being a father of two, I have an 11-year-old and a 16-year-old. I can identify with what my dad or my mother probably were experiencing at the time, right? Just hopelessness. But but God, you know, here I am as a walking yeah. miracle. And, you know, this began the, the career of getting healthy, which, of course, I found myself on the sidelines of University of Pacific coaching alongside some of the San Francisco 49ers as a strength coach and began my career as a NFL and NBA strength coach. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, obviously the fitness part has been a big deal and I, and I probably reading between the lines here, but I think people need to understand this, that how important was the fitness as an outlet for you once you'd been through all that pain? Did you find wow. it to be a comfort? Did you find it to be a stress reliever? Talk about that a little bit. That's a really good question because um, now as an executive coach, I went from, you know, personal coach 
fitness coach to executive coach by demand and default, really, because neurological health and mental health has now become my wheelhouse in that if we're not healthy mentally, you know, physically, we'll never follow. It's It starts here or in the heart. And, and to answer that question, I found great resolve and great peace in submaximal lifts, uh, Olympic lifting, and training myself in techniques to master the art of movement, which is really what my degree is in, kinesiology and, of course, now cognitive therapy. But, but you're right. There is a very powerful therapeutic side to movement. And we can't put a finger on it now, but I don't have attention deficit disorder anymore. I don't get colds and coughs anymore. I don't have uh, bursts of uh, bone spurs or osteoporosis issues, weakening of the bone structures, because this is the fullness of red blood cell development is when you're lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And I think people forget that weight training actually produces such a an Olympic amount of oxygen to the body, which actually helps with neurological issues, depression, anxiety, all the things I was suffering from. Now, Ron, in your evolution to where you are now as a high-level executive coach trainer, how important is it looking back on your past experiences, your past pain, and your ability to relate to the, to the person in front of you and help them perhaps overcome their past pain to carry them to a better future? You know, as we opened up this conversation, you know, I can't know where you're going until I know where you've been. I think it's become the central theme of new client engagement in that when people do hear that, hey, I have suffered from anxiety. Mm -hmm. I do know what it's like to be an addict. I mean, Mark, you know, you have to remember, as you know, and you're one of my very dearest friends, where there's no secrets that the accountability structure of somebody's life is probably the most powerful congruent for transformation. And you and I are living proof of this full disclosure on areas that you're dealing with in the presence of trusted counsel yeah. is the antidote and the remedy of breakthrough. And when people come to me and say, I need help, we start with a medical history because I need to understand what's really bothering you in an internal belief system, because the way we process those belief system has everything to do with the outcome. Yeah. And so people have found, we pride ourselves on 25 years now of trusted counsel, you know, and, and people like you and Michelle, Dr. Michelle, who, who we can come to and actually acquire a professional service, this is what makes the greatest breakthroughs. And that's what we're continuing to do. Well, I like that. And I think um, I want you to talk about that area of accountability just a little bit, because when you have relationships with, um, with your clients, and, and we, we actually share some clients, people need to understand that, you know, yeah. that because we hit all in cylinders. But when you share that intimacy with those clients, how important is it, Ron, to select the group and with whom you share your life with? And how big does that group need to be? How do you select that person? Well, I have a whole coaching session on toxic relationships. And I know you do, yeah. too. 
Uh, it's vital. It's absolutely mandatory. In fact, I'm writing a whole book on the law of associations right now. It's probably my going to be my next work. I've always got about three or four books going, as I'm sure you do, right? But but this this piece of associations is absolutely vital, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in my latest book, Thirty Second Solution, which can be found on Amazon, um, I talk about a study done at the HeartMath Institute which basically said this, when someone is speaking with deep intentionality, intentionality is the key word here, the DNA helix within the hearer begins to move up and down. Now, what are they saying here? They're saying this. They're saying that when you're listening to someone with deep intentionality and you are intaking, this could be a heated argument, intention. This could be someone who is very toxic intention, not, not just on the good side, but on the bad side. That DNA helix, Dr. Mark, begins to move up and down and brings neurological transformation to the hearer. So if you are in this toxic relationship week after week after week, and they are passionately downloading an illegal belief system inside you, you are transforming in a negative way. And this is now scientific phenomenon and straight, simple fact. So cutting out or separating for a season from that toxicity begins to develop new neurological beliefs that begin to revitalize and retreat, if you will. And you begin experiencing different breakthroughs in your life, which is to me a phenomenon. Yeah, and that's true. You know, there's, uh, there's these these proteins, and I think people understand this. This phenomenon that Ron just talked about is called an epigenetic effect, and and the, there there are sensor proteins that sort of come to the surface of your cells, and they they sort of survey the environment. They're called uh, effector and infector proteins. So they'll they they sit out there like an antenna, and they're like surveying the scene, and they they create genetic changes in a human being. And there's a lot of studies to tag onto what uh, you just said that that indicate that the changes genetically, epigenetically occur in, in utero. And this is fascinating because we're talking about, really, if you want to get right down to it, we're talking about generational curses and generational blessings. And they pass on through the generations at least three to four deep. And that has been shown. There's a, there's a lot of good studies about that. So I'm very fascinated with that. And um, you're so right. You see people change when they change the associations, don't you? You know, it's directly related to our practices. How can somebody come in 100 pounds overweight in one dimension into our life and then leave 60 pounds down another way? Associations. Same thing with neurological. Same thing with addiction. I'll give you a good example. I had a gal that came to me about six months ago and part of one of the questionnaires, I, I didn't have to ask this before, but, you know, part of my questionnaire is, do you smoke? Well, I'm in California. And so <laughs> there's a lot of people smoking weed out here, yeah. you know. And All you got to do is open your nose and smell it, man. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and so so she responds with, um, she goes, yes, I do. I said, okay, good. She goes, but I only smoke, you know, one joint a week. And I went, oh, excuse me? You know, it caught me off guard. And I've recently added it to our medical history questionnaire. 
And it's not bad. It's just something I need to understand. But she furthered the statement by saying, it has become an addiction to me. Wow. Okay. Six months later, now we're in this through a new association who's not condemning her. I was an avid uh, marijuana user back in the day. I know the sensation. I know about what CBD oil does, the anti-inflammatory property, but she was not using CBD. This was straight THC. And so after educating her without condemning her and accepting her and loving her just for who she is, she has made the behavioral decision and change to say, you know, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. And here's the power in this. Whatever it is in your life, you begin to notice transformation internally, which I think is the greatest reward system God gives us. That once we make a decision to change, it's at that moment that that decision begins to work. But as as a coach or as a therapist or as a doctor like yourself, you get to get the daily dosages and weekly affirmation and motivation. You need to see this thing through its chemical addictive attributes, which is a place where people, they they misconstrue spiritually. I'll, I'll, I'll just end this with this in that. People say, well, you know, it's the devil. I'm being attacked. Or, you know, they use this vernacular of some type of spiritual warfare. But for my own life, I stood corrected when I was praying one afternoon saying, God, deliver me of this. Help me with this. He said, there is no deliverance for you. You have developed an addiction. And he didn't say that there was no deliverance, but he said, this isn't the sign of the enemy attacking you. He's left you because now you've developed an addiction. And this changed my life because it really showed me how much we really need professionals in our life, one another, to help carry us. And on that note of professionals, I mean, here you are in this role of executive coach. I mean, people hear that term. Kind of lay it out for it in in a, in a way that someone would understand. What is an executive coach and what's the purpose of you being involved in someone else's life? The difference between a therapist and a coach, as I am, I'm a coach, is I work on a strength-based initiative program versus a treatment initiative program based on s- solutions that have that have been geared for a therapist to follow versus a medical regulation. It's wonderful. I have a lot of therapeutic friends, a lot of physician friends of mine. Some of the physicians come and see me. And we use a proprietary algorithm, which is, I think, why we're number one on LinkedIn, to ascertain what the neurological strengths and liabilities are. So when someone wants to seek out a coach as One of the media outlets said, it is for those who want to seek the best out of life. And with that, we're able to process the actual belief systems inside the brain that are actually creating the life that they want. Now, here's the phenomenon, Dr. Mark. When someone engages with an executive coach, it's no different than what I was doing at the NFL. A lot of times they're wealthier than I am. They're faster than I am. They're more built than I am. But the area that they are missing is what we call the third eye perspective. Everybody has a blind spot. And once your back is covered by trusted counsel, 
those blind spots are eliminated and you break through the roof. As my, as my brain surgeon client said 15 years ago, he said, Ron, the only, cause I was really intimidated by him, you know, and he came and saw me and his opening statement was, cause I said, why are you here, sir? You're so intelligent and this and that. And he said, Ron, the only person I can't do surgery on is myself. Mm. And work. that's when I realized that no matter who you are, what you're doing or what space you're in, you can't work on your own brain, the areas you can't see. And I think this is what executive coaching, at least in my practice, Lee Confidant, leeconfidant.com, you can visit, has mastered. And that was, let's measure you so we can manage you. And once the measurement process is done neurologically, you're off to the races. Ron, how exciting is it for you and or how rewarding is it for you when you see change in an individual's life? And does that change result in just professional or does it also bleed over into personal? Both. I mean, for, for me, having having coached, you know, over 14,000 hours of one-on-one -on -one consulting, now uh, it is the greatest honor of my life. And mm -hmm. I always tell people, don't get into this for the money get into this because of your love for people. You know, we're putting together this campaign for this podcast that I want to launch. And my wife looked at me and she says, you're, you're listing all the things that you've done. She goes, but the innocent part about this is Ron Kardashian just loves people. Mm -hmm. And I have become an addict of getting people free. And it is so gratifying, Dr. Mark, that once you start, I, I always said this, that if you're depressed, go help someone else get happy. And there's, there's been a really, uh, you know, disturbing part of my life through the choices that I made. But the caveat has been lay down your life for somebody else. Give them the best. And every client that comes in and sees this, they feel that. And I think people in this hour can sense and discern authentic practitioners like you and Michelle and me and Tia and a plethora of other wonderful people out there who really genuinely are called to do this, which is what I'm always advocating. Mm -hmm. Don't just do this for a career, do it for a calling. Well, and you mentioned something very important uh, a couple of statements ago that I want to tag back on. I think it's critical. There is a methodology of when someone seeks someone else for help. Yeah. That most of the time we are looking for what's wrong. We're focusing on weaknesses. Yeah. But I think you alluded to the fact, and I know it to be true with you, you're not doing that. You're focusing on the good things and you're blowing yes. up the good things and you're letting the good become great. It, is that accurate? It's 100% accurate. Let me explain. how I learned it at the NFL. It was phenomenal. When a pro athlete blows out his knee, for example, he doesn't look at his knee and go, oh my gosh, I've got a weakness now. It's over. The way he looks at it, an Olympian looks at it is, this is a liability for me. So what must I do? I better use the other parts of my body to isolate this knee. So I'm going to take my strengths and kind of move them over to offset the liability. Well, the same is true, Rich, going 12 inches above, right? Right mm -hmm. to the brain saying, hey, I have a liability here. I don't think very highly of myself. This is affecting my entrepreneurship or my calling or my passion. And it's not this area over here, my business acumen. It's the fact that I don't believe in myself yet. And so you're right. We take a strength-based approach. 
and we find out where are the areas of your life that you're actually thriving. This is actual scientific phenomenon in that really about 92% of our day-to-day activity functions on an unconscious level. The 8% is conscious. Everyone listening to us now, you're in a conscious state. It takes attention and focus to really listen. You're writing down some notes. But when I tell you to go jump in your car and head to the store, you can grab your smartphone, you can throw your bag at the side, make a U-turn, and you're actually doing that unconsciously. The key here is, is we have found a way to tap neurological behaviors that you do unconsciously in your sleep and then move those over to offset the things you got to really work hard at consciously. And when you look at that from the 30,000 mile high view with a professional going, here's where you are and here's where you need to be, you can actually have a map of strengths that takes you there. Now you mentioned one book you, you've written, Ron, the 30 Second Solution. You've written other books too. So, so talk about maybe a couple of books you've written and, and what people are going to get and again, where they can get those books. Sure. I usually have a copy right here on my desk. Um, Uh, The first book I wrote was called Getting in Shape God's Way, and it's basically a lifestyle development book. Um, At the time I wrote this, which which was several years ago, I was saying, what does Ron have to give? Getting in Shape Ron's Way, you know, we body by Jake, you know, back in the day. Oh, yeah, I remember. Those were the legends. And I was like, all right, body by Ron. I used to have a company called Body Sculpting by Ron. That was my first personal training company. And that was back in the 90s. But but as it evolved, I realized independent of the spirit of God, the human will is very limited. And whether someone believes in this or not, I have come to find out that that word in the Hebrew spirit really is translated breath. And that rocked me because every living, breathing moment, there is a divine orchestration that's infusing breath into our day-to-day life. And sometimes we take advantage of this thing. And Mm -hmm. so I called it getting in shape God's way because I experienced a divine transformation happening after I accepted this truth. So it's a lifestyle development book that deals with four quadrants. And of course, the first one is a fitness belief. Yeah. Right. So you segue now over my last 10 decade over what I believe was my life work in that moved into neurological strength training or cognitive strength training, brain strength. And I wrote my second book um, called 30 Second Solution, which was the power of making a 30 second decision that can forever change the next 30 years of my life. Mm-hmm. We could dumb it down to something as simple as I'm going to have McDonald's every week. Well, you wonder why you have plaque in the arteries now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. One decision to say I'm not eating this food anymore actually can prevent a heart attack. Yeah. So, um, and then all the way down to moral decisions. I, I coached a guy that I was at his house in his beautiful estate here in California, beautiful Napa Valley estate, looked like a Rolls Royce in the front, a Tudor style vineyard. And, and he, he's sitting in his home alone. Oh. And I look up on the wall, Mark, and there's this picture of this beautiful woman and these three children. And I said, is this your, is this your family? And he, and he said, yes, it was. And he said, and he picked up this water glass and he said, for years, I was treating my wife like a water glass 
And then he picks up the wine glass. He said, I should have been holding her like a wine glass. And he said he made a 30-second decision to throw the glass at her and was charged for attempted murder. Mm. Now, he was an executive at a very powerful technology company out here. And he said that one decision in 30 seconds changed the next 30 years of his life. Mm. Wow. So I paralleled these two works together because I have found my whole life work stems from if I can find where your belief is about this, we can change your behavior. And if you have a change behavior in neuroscience, they call it neurons that fire together, wire together. Mm -hmm. So, right, if we begin to think about things a different way, you will be able to produce different outcomes. And some of those will actually transform you into the life you've always dreamed of. And what you're saying is, Ron, that we're not locked into our uh, actions because we know that there is that thing called neuroplasticity, right? The, the brain will actually be able to be developed later in life, much like a child's brain. You want to touch on that a little bit? Boy, you, you've struck the chord of my heart. Uh, kind of a funny story, just to mix a little humor in this in-depth conversation is when I first married my wife, <laughs> Tia is more of an introvert, very lovely lady, just a lady's lady classy lady. And I would come in with my persona and my disposition of being a coach. And I, there's no mistaking, I'm a type A and I'm a coach, right? I was born to help and encourage. And at times I would come home with this voice. In fact, you know, we have to give credit where credit's due, Dr. Mark, because you've really helped me with this. <laughs> <laughs> Mark gave me two words, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that conversation. that conversation and it took me about 10 years to learn. Well, not 10. I'm, I'm being hard on myself. A few years to learn how to, to change the trajectory and the tone of my voice to the father's voice or the daddy voice. And I'd come in with the coach's voice, you know, and she looked at me one day and said, you know, we don't need a coach, honey. Just so sweet, right? Well, this is who I am. I'm I'm an Italian. I would I would bring my nationality in. Oh, this yeah. is the belief system that I had. Because we learned, right, we can't transform the genetic, but that's not true anymore. No nope. be genetics, as you said. And um, so, anyways, when I begin to study um, neuroplasticity, neural comes from nerve, plasticity, of course, comes from the word pliable. I was flatlined. And I stood corrected and I apologized to her. And I said, you know, I can transform my personality. It's going to take some time. And it is powerful, Mark, how over the years, in fact, the first chapter of my book in Getting in Shape God's Way was, my, was titled Rescuing a Most Desperate Victim, Myself. And how did, how did I get out of this? Well, this neurological coaching program I developed was something based off neuroscience, and that was the body's ability to reconnect, refire, and rewire everything yeah. down to our genetics. That is so true. And a lot of people think they get stuck in behaviors or stuck in ways. And, and frankly, uh, I've seen this, and I think you would agree with me, that it's, it's nothing more than a permission to have an excuse to stay where you are. And we got to cut those excuses off because you see people every day that are older, that have wire and firing together things, and you see them be able to sort of find new pathways and make new wires and make new connections. You see it all the time, don't you? 
time, all the time. In fact, this lady that was using marijuana, you know, recreationally, her husband, she then later opened up and said her husband is an addict as well. Well, because she stood her ground and was using my tools and instruments to help transform her life, the the what I I, I coach in a, a concept called dimensions, atmospheres, and cultures. And so she was this atmosphere coming into the culture of the home. And her atmosphere had had such a transformative process going on. The husband looked at her and said, this is amazing what's happening to you. You're more polite. You're more centered. You're more gracious. You're more all these things. And you don't need the drugs. And she says, well, she goes, you know, it's working what I'm doing. And he opened up after 15 years of marriage and said, I'm a closet alcoholic. Wow. This is how powerful that we don't think about getting ourselves healthy is, is that you're one person away from transforming someone else's life just yeah. by your lifestyle. You know this, Mark. We, yeah. we advocate this about the compounding effect of health. And so much so now he's in rehabilitation using our principles through her. Wow. And I said, you know, why don't you think about becoming a coach? You know, she's got this knack. So absolutely, to your point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ron, you got, uh, how do people get um, in touch with you? Uh, and one more say, I want you to say your website uh, so they'll get it. And we're going to post that in the show notes as well. And where can they get the books? Well, we're right now working on redoing the books. I just got the book rights back to 30 Second Solution. So I heard that my book is on sale, very limited portions on Amazon right now. But we have autographed copies here at our home if you go to ronkardashian.com. That's kind of my hub. Yeah. Ronkardashian.com. Then you mentioned your coaching website. What was that one? One more time. Coaching website is my international company, which is called Lee Confidant, right? French for the confidant. L-E-C-O-N-F-I-D-A-N-T.com. And that'll show you the plethora of options that are available, whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional athlete. We coach a few celebrities, but mainly it's everyday hardworking folks who are just ready for the next level and want to confide in trusted counsel to remove these blockades so they can go to the next level. LeeConfidant.com, RonKardashian.com for autographed copies of the books, RonKardashian.com. Is that the best way to contact you on either of those sites? And we're on all the social, we're on Twitter, Facebook, but my big one right now, I don't really hang out at Facebook and Twitter anymore. I'm just too busy, but we are on LinkedIn. So that's usually where all the professionals are, is LinkedIn. True. Yeah. We will uh, put these connections in the notes so that you can uh, get a hold of those uh, folks. Um, Ron, I've got to ask you, you know, there's there's people out there right now that um, perhaps are looking for hope. You know, the, the title of the podcast is Healthcare's Missing Link. And one thing I've seen in people's lives is when they don't have hope, that's like a big link out of the chain. Uh, so there's people out there listening right now said, man, I like what you're saying. You know, I, I'm going to get a hold of that guy. I'm going to do some coaching, et cetera. What are you going to say to that person right now that's just in the in the pits or the dredges of hopelessness? What is Ron Kardashian going to say to them right now? I've been there. Mm 
I know how it feels. And, and there's only one alternative. And I'll tell it to you like a friend of mine who called me the other day. He's been my friend for 40 years. And he's an, he's an agnostic. He believes in something, but he just doesn't know yet. And he's 60 years old and been my friend for a long time. And he says, well, coach, he said, we've got a plague with this COVID-19. And there's sure enough been enough famines. He goes, there sure as hell is a lot of earthquakes in California. <laughs> and he said, there are storms and horrible fires. He said, sounds like the Bible to me. And I looked at him and I said, you're right. He goes, I'm ready to listen. Mm. And the greatest help and hope that I could bring you is the hope of Christ mm. and what Jesus Christ can do for a logical, intelligent, yielded person that says, hey, there's something bigger than me. Mm. And I always defer back to saying, just do what I did. Because I was at a place where I didn't think I needed God coming or going. In fact, at one time, it maybe rolled off my mouth that God is just a crutch. And my terminology and belief system has changed. He's not just a crutch, ladies and gentlemen. He's an entire hospital. Mm. And for someone who needs hope, that's where I would begin, right on my knees. And I'm mm. sure that you'll get exactly what I got. And that is an answer in the way that you will understand it. Mm, well said. Uh, amazing. Um, Ron, I just really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your heart, shared some key insights, um, direction, perhaps revelation. And I, I just really appreciate you. Most of all, thank you for being my friend. And now thank you for being all of our friends Amen. and sharing um, really some, some great, great wisdom of life experience uh, so that people can really examine their past yeah. with clarity, with people to help them, and then climb into their future on what they're supposed to do. So, uh, Ron, thank you. Um, any last words you have for anyone out there at this point? No, thank you very much for having me. Both my love to you and Michelle, I'm honored, equally as honored to have you guys as, as friends in, in our lives as well, both T and I. Absolutely. And folks, thank you for uh, listening today to uh, – our podcast, video cast, whatever you're doing, how whatever mode you're listening in. And uh, as I always ask you to do, to make sure that you you hit like, you share, you find out, you know, uh, subscribe and what's coming, who's coming next. And don't let anything steal your best life. Don't let people think, take the 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 link and the love and the hope out of your life because those things are missing in healthcare. And we want you to have the best health and the most abundant life ever. We'll look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Healthcare's Missing Link. Bye for now. Doctors Mark and Michelle Sherwood and their clinic can help you find the hope and health you were created to enjoy. Go to Sherwood.tv for clear, proven ways you can be healthier. Subscribe at Sherwood.tv.